episode 21. Ooh, can't believe it's already episode 21. Yeah. Um, yeah, so welcome back to Kevin's Confessions. It is me and Victoria talking about all things skincare. It's a very casual human conversation. And what are we talking about today? Yeah, uh, so it's time to get ready for summer. So, of course, this episode's going to be all about sunscreens, the new stuff. Uh, the good stuff, the reminders, <laughs> the reminders the of PSAs. how to use it. Yep. So, anyways, uh, other than that, let's kick off first with some brand news. Yeah, this episode will be coming out end of <laughs> April, maybe first week of May. Um, by that time, you guys are probably tired of us saying this. The book has been out for a month, <laughs> so uh, get get your copy of Skincare Dakota on. Amazon, the Kindle edition is available as well. It's also you can also find it at uh, Barnes and Noble, Target.com, Books.org, Bookshop.org. My bad. Unfurling the list. Um, Here's the list. But we should ha- say that we have something planned in the works right yes. now. It's like pretty early, um, but it looks like we are trying to do a book launch event. Obviously yes. with COVID. Um, yeah, we're not ones to do some sort of book signing or anything like that, but we definitely mm-hmm. wanted to do some a kind of like fun uh, get together via Zoom uh, where people can just come together, mm-hmm. ask questions, talk about the book, um, just get your burning skincare questions answered. Um, so look for more information on that. Um, I think it'll be fun. It's, I mean, with COVID and everything, it'll be nice to talk to other people. <laughs> yeah, we have even seen people who asked us to do a clubhouse yeah. <laughs> around, the, uh, around the book. So, um, yeah, we're trying to pull that together for May, which will be happening soon by, this, by the time the episode's out. So look forward to the, all the announcements coming soon. Uh, otherwise... Uh, we do have a launch in the works. By so close. Time, we will. We should have. Uh, we should be able to at least give you a few tidbits on what we've been working on. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, perfect time for summer. Uh, that's, I, that's all we can, can say. Girls, Gloria's gonna kill me. <laughs> I, I don't know. This has been in the works for a really yeah. long time, and uh, we're very excited, nervous, excited, and hopefully, it's uh, all good news from there. Yeah. Well, that's a very vague brand update. So, 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 so mysterious. <laughs> all right. Well, I do have another icebreaker for us. Okay. Okay. Okay, Gloria. Mm-hmm. What is the thing um, that you would say is kind of like? you're wanting to get into regarding hair. Um, we obviously, oh. COVID, we haven't really gotten any haircuts. I'm sure you noticed in those watching on YouTube, you've just watched our hair just become longer and longer, just look like wild manes. But <laughs> yeah, I, um, any thoughts, plans? Uh, so I've wanted to dye my hair for mm-hmm. a really long time. My hair has like, yeah. been just pretty black and sander yeah. for most of my life. Yeah. And the longer COVID goes on, the crazier. Yeah. Well, my my picture gets in my oh. head. I'm like, it goes from like, oh, like maybe a muted cold brown, mm. and then I was like, oh, how about like a lighter shade of brown? Mm. And then now I'm on like, how about like a purple tinge brown? <laughs> and then I start like, my nieces are really into like dyeing their own hair. Oh, and recently, I'm like, awesome. oh my god, Tally, what a gorgeous shade of teal you got there. <laughs> 
They they do the drugstore ones, right? Where they you do. just kind of color and brush. They bleach yeah. their own hair too. Mm. Yeah, it's they they're really handy, but uh, I'm a little would you skittish do, about you that. Do it yourself? No, I yeah. think I will probably try to go to a salon soon. Yeah. It's starting to reopen, so uh, hopefully in an episode or two, I might come back with rainbow hair. <laughs> yes, love it. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this um, just because I've all I've definitely done the whole YouTube how to like trim my own hair thin it out um, my hair gets very heavy and mm-hmm. feels very flat um, just doesn't feel nice especially during summer so I thought about chopping all of it off um, and we'll do it on an insta life <laughs> yeah like our friend was just telling us about all the tiktok videos teaching you how to cleverly uh, cut your hair um, one was like tying the hair around the chin and then oh, yeah. doing a big snip um, but Anyways, last time I decided to perm my hair was right before COVID. I was like, I need a change to my life. <laughs> so I went, I permed my hair, and I was like, awesome. And then no one saw my change <laughs> because yeah. we just, I just sat at home and watched my waist grow to, you know, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So icebreaker finished. So now it's time to do a little bit of news. Yes. So um, what's in the news, Gloria? We are recording this as of... Oh, on April Fools, actually. <laughs> um, and at that, by the time you guys are listening to this episode, this video will have been out for a long time. The infamous Gwyneth Paltrow, my skin routine video on Vogue. Um, so I think, honestly, I watched the whole thing. I personally wasn't as like annoyed at it as everyone seems to be. Like, there's a lot of people angry at her because I mean, at the end of the day, she's on brand, right? This is what she's about. This is what she does. Um, I I will say the one the main thing that I want to point out here, if you haven't, if you've seen it and you haven't heard other people's reaction, is her sunscreen application habits are atrocious. And please, 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 do not spot treat your face with sunscreen. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think Gwyneth Paltrow, especially in the whole like science, beauty science community, has been on everyone's like hate list. She's and like I, the she devil. <laughs> yeah, but like personally for me, like I think she in the end she kind of talks about like how she sees skincare for mm-hmm. her and how it's you know it's about some doing a ritual that like makes you feel happy and that all of that does come into play into a good skincare routine. So. Again, like you said, on brand, I think she, while yes, a lot of stuff she does is a little eye rolly. I, I just honestly, she does capture that other part of skincare where it's like, it's something you should enjoy right. and something that you like to do. Uh, agreed. The, sci- the spot treating of sunscreen, obviously not ideal. Um, I also noticed that she puts on her sunscreen before her moisturizer, yeah. which I thought was like, eh, I don't really like that personally for me. And the way she does it is like one after the other. And you really want to make sure your sunscreen application is applied properly and allowed plenty of time to you know absorb. There's a quick reminder, um, sunscreen should typically be the last step of your routine. Yeah. The whole point of a sunscreen is uh, to have a thick, even film over your mm-hmm. face. So apply generously. None of this like lightly touch on certain zones yeah. kind of thing. Um, and yeah, other than that, I, I wasn't super upset with her. Yeah, and the other thing that I think is just kind of, we kind of knew about Goop and her was that everything she called out was like that it's 
can't, it's toxic, you know, Everything it's not toxic. clean, things yeah. like that. So we do want to remind you that actually there's a lot of skincare that, you know, is under fire, but we, it's just, there hasn't been any data to really validate any of these claims of fear. So, right. yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, just another drop in the bucket for skincare marketing <laughs> yeah um so that's that and actually before we go on to the next news i totally forgot what are we drinking oh today Victoria? My <laughs> oh my god we missed our ritual so yes today we are drinking costco sake is this i don't costco? know where this is from so this is a gift this is sake <clears throat> so- sake out of a bag uh, in a because bag. we're just that classy <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So this it's one of it's, it's called Taiku, right? Yes, Taiku. It's yeah. actually pretty delicious. It easy is easy to drink. So um, um, they actually sell the bottle at Costco. So oh, remember. they do. Yeah, okay. but I have not seen the sake in the bag. But it is genius mm. and great. So I'm by no means a sake connoisseur, but mm. this is pretty good. So yeah. highly recommend. Yeah. All right. Uh, next piece of news, uh, Loop by Ulta. Yeah, this is a new initiative uh, done by Ulta. Basically, you'll, you're going to and you uh, start seeing a bunch of sustainability initiative by big players, which is great. And um, Ulta's take on it is um, this, uh, this special website called Loop by Ulta. What they do is they send you, uh, send you your, ba- uh, your goods in a bag. It's just a canvas bag, and um, so it's there's no waste of plastic packaging, paper boxes, mm-hmm. and all the um, all the products you receive, you're renting the bottles from them. Mm-hmm. And what that means is when you're out, you put it back in the canvas bag that you got it in, and you send it right back to Alta, who will be in charge of cleaning it and reusing it for other customers. I yeah, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of Rent the Run- Runway mm-hmm. because same thing. Your dresses come in a canvas bag, and you return everything in the canvas bag. You know, no waste, no packing peanuts, things like that. So I love it. I have one concern. Go on. Stolen packages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's the only thing that I have questions on. But I think it's such a good initiative. Um, honestly, you have to start somewhere. I always feel like it starts from behavior. So getting in that right mindset, it's it just, it's a great thing. It's a good effort. So Yeah, and I think um, last time we talked about sustainability, I don't even remember one, but basically it's Next just... podcast? Hint, wink, wink, wink. The reality is there has been sustainability-related work done for the past like mm. two decades maybe but it's just really hard for something like this to gain traction mm-hmm. um the loop by ulta right now only has 55 products and it's focused on grooming so a lot of bath products there's shampoo yeah. there's body lotion um the one notable skincare product is matt hippie's yeah. vitamin c is on the list yeah. um so we hope it's a successful launch so it can expand into other categories as well i yeah i feel like it's something that i'm really curious to see how it grows um i mean us being on industry insiders like knowing how difficult it is to find to uh i guess package some of our formulas in recyclable packaging Mm -hmm. is incredibly difficult because you also need to make sure those formulas can last their shelf life so um but again the more buzz the more um 
energy, the more business around this, I think it's just gonna open a lot of doors and sustainability. So yeah. yeah. So check out Loop by Ulta. Next, <laughs> I meant for this to be a surprise pop quiz to Victoria. Ah, okay. I saw this. Um, I saw this in the news, and it was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. People compile the data mm-hmm. of the most searched for brands, brands of 2020. 2020. Yes, for okay. the whole year. So what, what what would you guess number one? I think easy is The Ordinary. Yes. Without so, a doubt. Yeah, so that is definitely not a surprise at all. Um, we got questions about The Ordinary, how to layer their products all the time. Also, their descriptions are incredibly confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay. Let's see. What so about what the, about CeraVe? That has gotten a, a big buzz recently. Eh. No. Okay. So right now, I, I have taken down the top one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. five brands. And ordinary is, I will say, that by far the most search brand Makes was like sense. something like six million searches. Wow. And after that, it drops down to like four oh, okay. million, three and okay. a half. So uh, you, I'll, I'll give you three guesses. You can okay. guess any of these these on this list okay um let's see something that's made of okay if the desi if desium is trending what about inky nope don't want to be no <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that Gloria? what was that <laughs> the ordinary wannabe brand what? Nope. <laughs> uh okay what about um what else do we get a lot of questions on honestly the skin vitamin c serum Yes. Okay. So SkinCircle clocks in number five. Yeah. And that was actually one of my surprises because mm. um, I think um, most people always think clinical brands are not yeah. super mainstream. Yeah. Obviously, the two of us and our community is much more um, well-versed in mm. clinical and science-based skincare. But to see something like SkinCircles hop on the radar, um, on, on mainstream radar, I think that's really great. Yeah, agreed. And it just means that people are looking for results. Results at mm-hmm. the end of the day, so mm-hmm. yes, we love it. Good. Awesome. Um, okay. Uh, what about something more like drugstore brand? Um, what's been big lately? Uh, how about? Uh, I mean, I'd say Neutrogena. Nope. No. Okay. All right. Are there any drugstore brands on there? Yes. Okay. So this is where it gets really funny. I'm I'm just gonna announce yeah. it. So number two is THC. Number two. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, so DHC. The cleansing oil. Yes, is well known for their cleansing oil. Um, wow. And they obviously have a full line of products, but they're most well known for the cleansing oil. I had that no is, idea. That. that is very shocking. And you know that's only because they're carrying like a couple products that people are buying. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, well, it's and fascinating. Is this catered to the U.S. or just U.S. U.S. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, sh- I should probably double Today check their methodology this article, <laughs> but I was very surprised. Uh, number three is La Roche Posay. Okay. Um, right. And nice, then number nice. four is Bioderma. So Bioderma. Wow. So okay. for me, La Roche Posay Bioderma Skin Circle was like a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So you can just see the Marcus skewed. Clinical skincare. Clinical skincare. Yes. Yes. So yeah, it. that was kind of a fun quiz. Awesome. I did not expect it. So yeah, I agree. DHC though. Yeah, I was like, good on you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, and last but not least, we got at least one, we got a launch? Yes. For, yeah. Uh, 
this is not super new by the time the episode comes out, but you might see Hourglass has come out with a new limited edition red lipstick. And what makes it so special is it's the first lipstick with synthetic, uh, non-animal derived carmine. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think in um, we the two of us have always worked in skincare. Yeah. So color cosmetic is something we're only like more loosely familiar in. Mm-hmm. But uh, when vegan trends, vegan products are taking off, one uh, some 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 of the hardest things to replace are pigments. Yes. Um, because carmine. So carmine comes from crushed beetles. Um, there's a shade of ultramarine blue that's also really, really, really hard to replace. Um, we're not experts on pigment, so that's that's about as much as I'm gonna say. I mean, I do feel like makeup is an area where clean beauty came from because they were so afraid of hearing things like lead, you know, yeah. animal derived. Um, so I think, wow, that's great. Do you know how, um, where the synthetic carmine is sourced from? No idea, because okay. um, I didn't read into it in detail, detail, but it's a pan, it's a PNG patented technology. Mm. So. Oh, let me double check this. If it's not PNG, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> Note to self, I'll look it up. Cut this part out. Um, yeah, so it's a patented technology. Cool. Um, Hourglass, I'm guessing it's very expensive if Hourglass is the first brand they chose to launch this in. I do like their lip products. Though. I do, yeah. yeah. I actually really like their Confessions lipstick. I don't own one because during the pandemic, I'm like, where am I, I going? Yeah, why do I need a $40 lipstick? Where am I going? Also, they do really good work with their packaging. Yes, yeah. I really we we are big fans of um, our glass in general, their makeup. So this is really really cool. Um, we hope to see more of it in other brands, but we don't. This is still very new, so mm-hmm. curious to see how it does. Yeah. And sometimes I will say, I hate to, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but a lot of times the first gen of blank replacements falls a hint short of um, what they're trying to replace. It's true. I mean, a lot of times they just can't help but launch as soon as possible to Mm -hmm. create that buzz. Mm -hmm. So um, the idea is you replace to get good enough, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily better. But I mean, I think it's a step in the right direction. So yeah. yeah. So awesome. Um, But speaking of Hourglass, they actually also are coming out with a skincare line. Yeah. <laughs> so makeup brands going to skincare line is a very interesting topic. I don't think I have been super impressed with makeup brands that choose to do that. True story. Um, a lot of times, I think a lot of times what happens is you want to give their hybrid skincare a shot. So they'll mm-hmm. do like tinted foundation like tinted moisturizers um but then once you start getting into actual skincare textures Mm -hmm. and formulation then it it, a lot of times it does end up falling short um but yeah i took a look at this and i will say it's not i'm not super impressed with also it's quite expensive yeah all their all uh, the entire line is basically over a hundred dollars and this comes complete with a 105 dollars sunscreen and (laughs) oh my god murad is so cheap (laughs) yeah so uh, victoria has mentioned a few times that murad has her absolute favorite mineral sunscreen but the downfall of that sunscreen is who wants to slather $60 sunscreen over their face right. big? Now, if you have a $105 sunscreen and makes you want to apply sunscreen like Gwyneth Paltrow, it's just not going to give you the protection you need. Yeah, so, totally agree. And yeah. I feel like looking at, unless the texture is just incredibly amazing, I mean, just looking at the formula, I 
it isn't making me super excited to go and try it out. So yeah. So uh, um, I guess we'll wait and see yeah. what, what that's like. Um, mm-hmm. They claimed a lot of. They they claim cell balancing complex with a lot of extracts. They call um there's squalane, which they call an antioxidant. Yeah. So anyway, good <laughs> yeah. on you with the lipstick. I'm a little skeptical of the skincare, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, so it's time for the meat. No meat. We have sunscreen today. <laughs> us the meat. <laughs> So I was like, oh my god, oh my god, she's gonna do it again. <laughs> so today is all about sunscreen. Uh, I kind of want it just to keep it fun and casual. Yeah. Victoria and I will go over a few like sunscreen tips that we usually talk about, and we'll talk about um, what we're seeing on the launch calendar too. For sure. So quick refresher. Yep, so sunscreen has two main types of filters you'll hear about. Organic sunscreen are also called chemical sunscreen filters. Mm-hmm. Um, these have been getting some awkward bad press <laughs> But still a very substantial category, um, which usually has the nicer textures mm-hmm. um, and allows you to get, honestly, a much higher SPF without like a huge trade-off in like white cast the icky greasiness and whatnot so yeah and then the other category is physical uh or ang- or, or <laughs> i don't know why that's such a struggle right now physical or mineral sunscreens mm-hmm. these are two very simple ingredients zinc uh, oxide and titanium dioxide yeah and we will say um one of the difficulties of sunscreens especially in the u.s is that the FDA moves very slowly in slugs, um, I say. <laughs> yeah, and improving any sort of new sunscreen filter. Hence, why you might find that textures in Asia and Europe are so much better than in the U.S. Fun story. Uh, I went to pre-COVID. I went to a uh, Society of Cosmetics meeting on where the FDA actually came to speak to the group about this uh, new sunscreen ruling that we were supposed to get in like 2008, then 2020, then 2021. And basically, I haven't heard zilch. <laughs> I mean, then. and then with COVID, <laughs> I mean, at this rate, probably won't hear anything till 2050 at this rate. So, and I yeah. will say all the FDA speakers that they look so tired. I know. <laughs> and then at that point, they had just come out with, you know, how sunscreen filters, these chemical filters are making their way into your bloodstream so they had to deal with the press of that poor fda which by the way if you're curious about a list of nice sunscreen filters that the u.s doesn't get because of all because of the fda uh there's a great book called skincare decoded (laughs) and they have a chapter on sunscreen with a whole chart of sunscreen ingredients you may be curious about yeah agreed and just so we i think Another thing we want to clarify is um, a lot of people think like physical filters, um, they like remain on the skin and they really more work as a shield blocking the UVA, UV rays from penetrating. Um, that works probably like, it's probably about 5% about, of the way that it works. It actually works very similarly to chemical sunscreen. So I do want you guys to know that it's not that they're two completely separate systems. Um, but yeah, unfortunately with minerals, the white cast, it's just really hard. It's really hard for darker skin tones to use. Or even those with like a more like uh, yellow undertone like myself, mm. uh, doesn't quite work. So yeah, 
So, Anyways. All right. So um, we're going to go into some trends that we're seeing with new sunscreen ooh, launches. Trend number one. <laughs> so we are seeing a lot of hybrid products yes. that's combining antioxidants with sunscreen. And this isn't super new. Sorry. <laughs> this isn't new. <laughs> so there's a lot of antioxidants in sunscreen. But recently, what's interesting is um, we're starting to see brands try to put high levels of active mm-hmm. sunscreen. Um, probably the two most notable launches are the Super Boop, Super Goop, Super Boop, <laughs> Super Boop, <laughs> Super Goop Daily Dose Vitamin C sunscreen, and also the uh, Stryvectin uh, SPF 30. The, this one they position as a um, moisturizer. moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So um, both of these claim vitamin C SPF. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You could go back to an episode on vitamin C derivative. <laughs> so a few things about this category. They do not use the, um, the L-ascorbic acid mm. form of vitamin C, which is what we consider to be the main the true anti- antioxidant. antioxidant. Um, so Supergoop choose to use the 3-O-ethyl uh, ascorbate. Um, they, have, they have a whole blend of stuff, including 2% cockadoo plum extract, they have the 3-O-ethyl. 10% 3-O-ethyl and also 2% niacinamide. Mm-hmm. This is this is a pretty heavy-handed um, uh, active loading. Yeah. Um, definitely a effective level of ingredients. Yeah. Okay, they did a clinical on it. It's all good news and sounds like a no-brainer. Both of these products use chemical filters, which you'll see that physical filters just doesn't formulate well and doesn't play well with other active Honestly, ingredients. none of these filters like to formulate well. So anything with high-level actives um, with sunscreen, definitely a bonus. They really, I think it does take work to get to those levels, but and there's trade-offs, right, Gloria? Yes. <laughs> so uh, you're going to hear us say it so much that uh, we should probably make a t-shirt out of it, which is <laughs> texture is king when it yeah. comes to sunscreen. So I think it's really cool that um, hybrid products are... They're trying to push the boundaries of what sunscreen can be. Yeah. And yeah, with this active load, it could be enough. Uh, you, do, you might not need to layer a serum. But if you tried this product and you feel like, hey, this texture doesn't work for me, or like I feel like it, it's too heavy-handed, it's a little, it, it is a little bit on the greasy side, um, and you're not going to, again, if it makes you want to apply sunscreen like Gwyneth, <laughs> it's not a right, uh, the right sunscreen for you. Yeah, so I, I have to say um, we've been testing this out, and um, I have a really hard time wearing this, the Super Goop one, unfortunately. Um, I love the whole story behind it. I love the dual purpose of it. Mm-hmm. But um, if I want to apply a good enough amount, um, it ends up leaving my skin really shiny and really greasy. I don't know for you, Gloria, um, with dry skin, do you feel like it's more moisturizing? Maybe is it better for dry skin? Um, for me, <laughs> I, I'm also not a huge fan of the texture. Yeah. Um, it does dry down to something that that is tolerable to me, but it takes some time mm. and it's filmy. Yeah. Um, and filminess isn't necessarily inherently bad True. in a sunscreen. You do want it to make a film, but it's that film kind of stays a little bit. Yeah, I, I would put it on, but let me just do it now. Clowntoria coming. Yeah. So if you, so this is kind of what it looks like mm-hmm. coming out. And if I start applying, here, I'll do it on one half of the face. <laughs> the it looks bulb. like I am in a sauna. Oh, toasty. 
Yeah. By the way, now it looks guys... like I have just come back from the gym. By the way, if you guys hear heavy breathing sound in the background, that's Victoria's <laughs> dogs, not me. I promise. Yeah, Maisie <laughs> is under the table being punished, having to listen to this podcast <laughs> while she naps. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so you can see I am now very, very shiny. Versus the side. Yeah. So again, like if this texture works for you, then great. Um, yeah. Sunscreen is finicky and really, really skin type dependent. Yeah. Um, so again, like all these frills, all the actives, they they make for a great story. If it works for you, great. It's like a bonus. Mm-hmm. But texture is king. If yep. the texture doesn't work for you, no, no need to bend over backwards to make this sunscreen work for you. And I think another thing we should also note is um, with the Strivectin, it being a moisturizer, just keep in mind with anything that's a hybrid, you want to apply it like a sunscreen. Don't apply it like a moisturizer. Um, <laughs> I dropped the lid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Start over. You want to apply it like a sunscreen um, and not a moisturizer. So it's just important you actually are applying enough of it um, to get that protection. Yeah, so this is the uh, Strivectin product. Um, if I'm applying like a moisturizer, a little bit that can cover my face and a very, very thin layer, to me, it's good enough. Yeah. And like Victoria mentioned, because if you're, you're, if you're using it as a sunscreen, you want to really sl- yeah. lather it on. Exactly. Um, so for oh sorry I should mention that the strength vector uses THC ascorbate mm-hmm. which an oil which is an oil based vitamin C yeah um yeah again to us I think the strength vector has a, a slightly more pleasant texture that's more layer yeah. friendly can confirm now yeah. yeah so but it comes down to the clinicals are nice the stories is nice the active load it sounds very attractive. But um, is it necessary to go this route? No. So at the end of the day, sunscreen's priority is have a pleasant texture that you don't mind la- slathering over your face and, and reapplying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I will say, you know, 3-O-Ethyl, THC Asorbate, these are the two that are really popular right yes. now. You'll see, I think there's going to be even more launches coming out. Um, and hopefully more data on it. Because um, if you were listening to the vitamin C derivative episode, these are still quite new. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of antioxidant, not so much, but possibly in terms of pigmentation. Right. Um, yeah. I have a question for you. Oh, God. Let's say I'm a fan of either one of these products okay. and I use it all the time, but I also like uh, SkinCircle C Ferulic. Mm. Would you use L-ascorbic acid in conjunction with the sunscreen? I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would want, because, again, I don't see these uh, these active stereoethyl THD as antioxidants. So if your skin can handle that, um, I would, by all means, please do. I think that's a great combo. Yeah, but definitely patch test. Make sure your skin can take it. Um, like Victoria mentioned, these other vitamin C derivatives are just not as proven in terms of long-term antioxidant benefits. Yeah. Um, they have antioxidant data just mostly in petri dishes, but on skin, L-ascorbic acid is still the gold standard. So yeah, that's um, that's about it. Oh, side note. Other than these two, these two are the main clinical um, antioxidant and sunscreen combination products we've seen. But we also see brands like Neutrogena, who's launched a new product uh, called the Invisible Daily Defense. And they came out with a mist that claims antioxidant. And is it the same, like, is it like a 
similar to those spray sunscreens? Yes. Um, okay. Well, no, actually, the, the nozzle looks like just like a face Actual mist. Actual face mist. And the antioxidant is an extract and tocopherol acetate. <laughs> um, a quick note on mist. Uh, again, going back to our comment that sunscreen, you're we're gonna sound a little broken recordy uh, this episode. Sunscreen should be something that you want to apply a lot of. You want to apply to create a thick, even film. I personally really like mist for like body when you go to the beach and stuff, especially when you sweat. Yes, but the problem is um, mist is another format that people tend to underapply. Yeah, and. Just so you know, when they're actually testing these mists, you obviously need to measure a certain amount. Um, and so what they do is they actually have them spray it on their hands and then apply, which is very different than the actual uh, realistic way that people are applying, which is just spritz all over. So um, if you do end up using the spray mist, which we totally understand, um, just make sure to give it a good rub in after mm -hmm. and that you're misting enough. Pro tip, if you're dry skin, a lot of these mists tend to have alcohol in it. Um, just be on the lookout. If you feel a little dry after using it, it's probably not right for you. Yeah. All right, next. Um, so I'm sure as the skincare market becomes more and more woke, there is more and more trends. Yes. So uh, one of them obviously is continuing the whole mineral train, which personally for me, I don't mind. Mm. I feel like mineral is kind of this category where sometimes brands are like, I don't got the money to R&D it. Fair right. enough. Also, people who like minerals are willing to sacrifice on texture, white castings like that. Mm -hmm. So I can just come out with another zinc oxide, titanium dioxide formula, whatever. So I, yeah, I'm, la I'm glad that there's like more of a buzz around mineral, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of formula to create a really good mineral formula. It's very R&D heavy. I think before it catches on, I don't think a lot of brands are willing to invest in developing a mineral sunscreen. Yeah. And now, like, a, a big launch trend is really around mineral sunscreen. Mm -hmm. um, and very specifically zinc. I think yes. even titanium dioxide. Um, well, titanium dioxide, you're a little bit... I feel like the white cast from titan titanium is even worse than zinc. It is. Um, so that's why a lot of new products is zinc only or zinc heavy mm -hmm. instead of titanium heavy. For sure. Um, but we see even mainstream brands coming out with their zinc um, zinc and or zinc titanium blends such as Olay. Mm. Uh, what's interesting about Olay Regenerous new mineral sunscreen is that they have an SPF 15 option. Oh, okay. So yeah. dialing back down the SPF. I mean, with COVID too, I feel like you know having a lower spf and you're worried about you know sitting next to a very sunny window not a bad idea yeah exactly and also um that's a tip we usually give um and if you go to skincare decoded chapter three <laughs> on sunscreen you'll see that spf 15 is not half as effective as spf 30 that's not mm -hmm. what that value means mm -hmm. it can still be a good daily yes. kind of um some protection to go for, especially with something like um, like mineral sunscreen. Again, texture is king. So if that SPF 13, uh, 15 with a much lower mineral load, you're mm -hmm. like, this feels good for my skin. This mm -hmm. works. I love it. I will reapply it. And it might not be a bad option at all. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> LRP, which we like, uh, has they actually offer a variety of sunscreens. We usually end up pointing people to LRP first because um first of all it's drugstore brand 
it's not the cheapest, but it's not the most expensive sunscreen mm. to try um, to try out and test. Um, and also, so they are going to add another sunscreen to theirs, right? Yeah. So the Anthelio lines, which has a famous like the 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 shape with the shape with the beam. Yeah. I like their. Is that how your sunscreen? It's my thing. Yeah, so the Anthelia line, I'm a big fan of their um, their chemical formula. Yeah. The mineral formula is tolerable to me. I'm not the biggest fan of mineral sunscreen it's in general. surprisingly dry. <laughs> Which is why I'm yeah. lukewarm about it. Yeah, like you, you put it on, you're like, wow, I'm more dry I than powder. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's great for, you know, hot weather and oily skin types, but totally can see how this doesn't work. Anyways. Yeah, so the Anthelio lines have added a new uh, moisture hybrid, which mm. I guess is a secondary trend right now. It's, uh, even more claims around moisturizing and SPF hybrid. Mm-hmm. People have said this one gives them really bad white cast. <laughs> oh no! All right, I guess I'll I'll test it out. I'll let you guys know if we need to confirm this statement. <laughs> yeah. So a uh, uh, quick run through of everyone else that's also coming out with a mineral sunscreen. We have a Vings Mineral Tinted Compact. Mm. Uh, tinted is a decent way to get around the the white cast look. However, I will say um, the white cast is not necessarily just about making it whiter. There's something unnatural about the white cast that uh, sunscreen filters can give you. So when you tint sometimes it just looks like a darker darker <laughs> unnatural or something your skin has taken an unnatural tone yeah it's like the way it reflects light is not what you expect of skin yeah. <laughs> so it don't look right sometimes for me um it just makes my skin look peach like oh. what you think of as a peach color mm-hmm. so obviously it that's not gonna look quite right on me but yeah so for me because i'm pretty pale most of the yeah it doesn't give me a white cast but it makes me look a little sick (laughs) it's it's like my skin tones not changed but the way the light bounced off it was just it's just not very flattering (laughs) Mm, yeah the plight of minerals so hopefully these formulas will get better what else we got yeah coco kind has an spf 32 dr brand has a liquid shield spf 50 which is another weird trend i'm seeing i don't know if it's weird but i think so dr brand's liquid shield comes in a dropper bottle oh. i'm very indifferent about sunscreen and dropper i don't like it because the texture is already greasy and then it's, it's just like slime <laughs> on you know? yeah and then also you know with face oils you tolerate right because it's nourishing, it gives you that glow, you know. But I think with sunscreen, it's just a little yucky. Yeah. yeah. And last but not least, um, this is by no means like a comprehensive overview, but there's a ton of mineral sunscreen coming out. Uh, there's a doc- Dr. Dennis Gross came out with an all physical, lightweight, wrinkle defense, broad spectrum sunscreen, SPF 50, uh, 30. Is it anti aging? Uh, they claim so. Okay. Uh, so this is a kind of an industry insider story but sometimes when you do testing and you only do the placebo has moisturizer and sunscreen by itself no actives you can actually reduce wrinkles (laughs) yeah so that's a fun fact for you guys um you know sunscreens we harp on it so much um it's because it's the true anti-aging move. Yeah. Yep. Um, of all these products, and we're going to do a post on this when this episode comes out, you will see 
uh, an underlying reason why you should not go to a farmer's market and buy someone's mm. like ninja blended homemade <laughs> brew of sunscreen. Um, because so if you go through this list, you'll see zinc oxide or like total mineral load from like nine percent to twenty five percent, and you can see products with very similar mineral loads. Like let's say two products with sixteen percent, one might claim SPF thirty, the other might claim SPF fifty, and the reason is the rest of the formula really matters. Like there are times we get questions that's like, oh, I want to make an SPF like fifty formula. How much avobenzone do I need? Like there's a base level that you need but the rest depends on everything um uh, and okay also <laughs> just to get the sunscreen to survive two hours is a challenge yes. and it needs to be heavily tested so um i just i'm just gonna keep drinking <laughs> yes. so it depends on the rest of the formula how it lays out how you apply are there film formers is it resistant to rubbing all of that matters is it properly dispersed so please do not make your own sunscreen at home and please do not trust the um the brands don't encourage this behavior yeah don't do it don't fund their behavior to believe that they should be making sunscreen in their kitchen yeah and this goes back to uh to our suggestion a couple episodes ago is we love our indie brands but if there's a category where you go big it's sunscreens yeah because neutrogena is that much more scared of uh your class action <laughs> lawsuit than the farmer down the street from you <laughs> agreed um and then finally we oh there's actually one more trend right i think it's also has to do with, you know, the whole bloodstream studies from mm -hmm. the FDA and the reef studies. Um, but now people, a lot of sunscreens are going oxybenzone, octinoxate free. Yeah. So uh, we also see brands that are starting to realize that, huh, mineral sunscreen kind of blow. <laughs> kind of really <laughs> difficult to formulate. So I also see a lot of new yeah. um, chemical sunscreens come out. But... <laughs> a new claim that everyone's now uh, focusing on is oxybenzone and octanase-free. So this makes me kind of sad because when you formulate with these two, the textures are beautiful. They're fresh. They, you know, you can create some really nice like gel cream textures. Um, but I guess I can understand this sentiment. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily... I, I'm lukewarm because on one side, is there data actually showing that these two are bad? Not quite. Um, but is there concerns around this that need to be investigated? Yes. So I I don't know. How so, do you feel about it, Gloria? So to me, it's like the catch-22 of skincare. Look at exhibit A, parabens, right? Yeah. You, have a, you have an ingredient category that people freak out about because mm -hmm. of a few studies that may link it to something very negative mm -hmm. uh, like cancer so then all the research goes into it um they test it over and over again and mm -hmm. show that hey it's okay like this is fine we mm -hmm. understand this ingredient very well and it's very safe to use within these constructs but the marketing ship has sailed it yeah. is firmly under the bus people don't want it anymore yeah. and then so this is where like kind of like the parabens it's it's yeah, I, I, I think the takeaway is if you find it in your skincare, don't freak out. If you start seeing more and more noise about how this shouldn't be in your sunscreen, don't freak out too. Because ultimately, um, going back to the first sentence we breathe on this, you need to find something that works, mm -hmm. um, that you're willing to put on uh, multiple times uh, and reapply. So with 
you know, as far as the safety wise, and um, again, the FDA is, they are looking into it after those studies. Um, there has been no link to actual any sort of health concerns. On the reef, on the coral reef side, if you are worried about these, I can say there's also a party of scientists trying to figure out what the initial data that came out, what does that actually apply to? A lot of those were in settings that may or may not be actually accurate to how it was, to how, you know, I guess may or not be accurate to realistic um, settings in the ocean. And so they're going to figure out how that translates, um, what's the long-term effect. Um, but all that work is in progress and we just have to wait to find yes. out. So long story short, um, until data comes out, the sun is still the enemy. Um, Keep doing you. Yeah, like <laughs> aging concerns aside, um, skin cancer is still very real yeah um, granted and rising yeah granted everyone's bumming inside nowadays because of covid That's but true. let's oh, be yeah, you'll probably see a drop in that yeah, but let's be real. I feel like as soon as uh, we're in SoCal, Disneyland is about to reopen. So when all that stuff <laughs> are opening up, let's be real. People are tired of staying inside. I can just see flocks of you heading straight to Disney. So, uh, Gloria, yeah, sounds good. what's up? Once the COVID pandemic is over, mm-hmm. where's the first place you want to go? To a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, like... Um, I feel blessed to be in SoCal now because mm-hmm. at least outdoor dining has been bearable. Mm-hmm. Really, really feel for the friends on the East Coast where, like, in, in this weather, um, yeah. outdoor dining is still not a very realistic option. Yeah. Um, I think I missed... The, I don't know. I am starting to get to a point where I kind of miss my friends. <laughs> Which <laughs> you have to say that, like, so painful. Like, you could not believe that you miss seeing your friends. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm the only one she meets. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, I always feel like I'm a bit of a hermit. Yeah. Where like I, uh, I don't know. I'm like the odd one out. Where I feel like if I see my friends like a couple times a year, I'm good. I'm not yeah. someone that like needs to be at everyone's birthday parties. I don't need to be talking to everyone all the time. But recently, I'm like, I feel full well, you but nothing's been going on. <laughs> you know what? I can't believe I actually so what i'm 31 i kind of want to go clubbing (laughs) if any of you guys have a very strong urge to go clubbing and are in la and the pandemic ends call us i'd love to go actually (laughs) dance it out for a good couple hours and then i'm going home fun fun fact so um victoria and i we work with the manufacturer in taiwan and we go there a lot to work on the formula ourselves to make sure that yeah. you know production is going well and stuff and what do we do at night we go clubbing in taipei <laughs> <laughs> but the last time we went we went we went clubbing in flip-flops <laughs> because it was so hot and it's been a long day at work and we were in our early 30s so we're not there to i don't know like you, you stop caring we're not picking up guys dude. yeah yeah they, they, we missed that window in our lives so we were just there to dance and have a good time i just remember the bouncer giving us the most pained look on his face like ladies he was so disappointed in my shoe choice must like, you wear flip-flops <laughs> could not believe that i would show up like that but 
Yeah, I one of the best nights I gotta say. When your feet don't hurt and you can go dance, great. Night. Yo, I was like, I was like corral. I was like, ladies, let's dance, have a good time. And I was like corralling like the twenty five year olds in like stilettos. Like it's so fun. Can you believe that, like, back in the day, that's what we would do? We'd wear these stilts. Yes. Where you couldn't really move around. And then you buy these drinks and these pants. Like, <laughs> you, I just sometimes think about clubbing and it's, like, such an absurd situation for it's a girl. It's an animalistic situation. Yeah, because you got to wear these, sh- these, like, you know, little dresses. You know, looking good, but you can't really move around. You can't breathe. <laughs> Three orders only. Yeah, you got to walk around in stilts and then you gotta like juggle this like cocktail that you're trying to drink ah it's just i'm funny i just like in a way i like can't believe i used to like care so much like like like, yeah i'll put on my four inch and a half heels out and but you know nowadays i feel like it's starting to get more lax like Mm -hmm. tennis shoes in the club what am gonna do now I got snake print tennis shoes ready. <laughs> She's <go>. ready. She's <laughs> ready, guys. All right. All right. Anyway, we got mm-hmm. off tangent. Uh, next trend that seems to be catching on. Um. So next trend is supplements. All mm. things supplement has been pretty pretty high up on the wellness base and skincare trend. So when you take this pill. Your skin just goes ching to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> your your stratum cornea is like ting 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 ting. Is that what's happening? Sort of, sort of. Okay. Well, so the biggest the biggest brand out there that touts that their supplement can help protect your skin against yep. the sun is HelioCare. And what's interesting is that yep. it sounds very hokey. Right? It's actually been around for a couple of years now. Yeah. yeah, but I think finally gaining some traction this year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the thing is, like the most important important thing to remember before we go deep uh, deeper into this subject is that it does not replace your sunscreen okay just wear your sunscreen even though they have done studies um interesting enough that if you take these supplements your um your erythema or basically your chance of getting sunburn can go down um i think basically my big takeaway from the general studies is that your diet is very important to your overall skin health so they've looked at um common ingredients like beta carotene um vitamin c uh even niacinamide or vitamin b in your diet and found that if you take these then your skin's defense against uh, sun damage nice. goes up. Nice. So, um, so, so, so first of all, that means Gwyneth Paltrow is not 100% wrong. There's Ooh. 1% where she says your diet and wellness all play in fact. <laughs> yes, just, Gwyneth I'm Paltrow totally, has a point. <laughs> I'm just totally trolling with Gloria. I mean, eat yeah. like Gwyneth, do not apply sunscreen like Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, yeah. Continue. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Diet. (laughs) Diet. Diet plays a huge role in your skin health, whichever way you slice it. Um, Some of the main ingredients that they look at in studies is um, uh, lycopene, Mm-hmm. that's the stuff that you'll see from like that's derived from cr- a krill or shrimp yeah. um beta carotene vitamin d not surprisingly because yeah. well but everyone's vitamin d is deficient since 2020 yeah. <laughs> um vitamin d yep vitamin e and good old good old niacinamide Oh, okay. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh, what's interesting is like these studies will look at oral benefits of taking these supplements uh, and ranges from 
protecting you from erythema, sunburns, mm-hmm. or it, it studies down to the cellular level where it looks at some of these uh, ingredients and help protect from cell damage mm-hmm. and DNA damage. Mm-hmm. That's not, cool. Yeah, nothing you see should claim these things, but just so you know, like in the background, people are looking at um, these factors and they're finding that they absolutely play a role to your body's um, defense system. I will say, I mean, there are some people who will like, they talk about how they apply so much sunscreen and still get burned. Yeah. I totally understand that. Um, and so I would say I I can see a place for this, but it's a supplement. Just like the AOX serum, just like vitamin C, C ferulic. Um, you can add this in, but it's only to boost. It's not boost, but to buffer your sunscreen. Yeah. Um, HelioCare itself has done a lot of clinicals. Yeah. Um, we won't go into details there. Look for a post, blog post on it soon. But they did. They definitely did do their homework. And that's such a good point, what Victoria said. Think of these, especially if um, we know there's a subset of you with sun sensitivity. Um, I definitely know a few people that's like straight up. They uh, they call it like almost like sun allergy, yeah. where it has nothing to do with sunscreen. You just get irritation mm-hmm. and rashes that much mm-hmm. easier in the sun. Yeah. These are type of supplements that could help that. Um, I but think we should trial it, Gloria. You think so? Yeah, this summer. Oh. <laughs> okay. We'll come back. <laughs> Hopefully with tan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we're. I I really think. Um, it makes sense. I think it's just, you know. I think we need supplement. We need like ginkgo or something. <laughs> we need a lot of supplement help we in need, general. We need, saying, we need all the supplements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, yeah, what else they're going to, what other testing they're going to do on this. So, yeah. All right, last but not least, it's not really a trend. I just saw like two or three products that launched with this claim that I thought was very bizarre. Um, there's. Sunbum and Kula both came out with an SPF 70 product. Oh, shoot. 70. 70. Can't claim 100. So, so gotta go 70. Is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so good soju. <laughs> Sake. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> if you look at our chart in Skincare Dehode, uh, SPF value. Uh, in terms of percentage of UV light block of something like this. Um, so SPF between SPF 70 and 50 and 30, the percentage difference in amount of UV light block is like a few percent. So that's why the claim SPF 100 has been shunned because it's very misleading. People and- think that when you do SPF 100, it means you're blocking 100% of the UV, and that is not how that works at all. You will never be able to block all of the UV rays. Right. That's just how it is. So 70s is just, uh, SPF 70 is just one of those claims that, well, that's cool, bro, but I don't know what that really means. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's for people who, again, they understand the gravity of sun damage mm-hmm. and just want as strong as possible, but... Um, we always say SPF 50 is really your sweet spot. Yeah. Um, the texture, the trade-off from like texture and protection, we think is like just a really good range for like all around sun protection for even like, um, like if you're getting a lot of sun being really active, you can find SPF 50s um, with water resistance. And um, so anyways, I just, again, you don't have to play. I, I agree this trend, don't play into that. Get your texture is king t-shirt here. <laughs> but yes, just re- remember things you like to apply, want to apply, want yeah. to reapply trumps 
any of these frills that you see. Yeah, but otherwise, I will say I'm very excited to get some sun this summer. Please! Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to be outside and be active again. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like with COVID, holy cow, so unhealthy. Like, a really unhealthy lifestyle. My legs <laughs> reflect sunlight right now. <laughs> about to shade a Victoria shirt right now. Yeah, I mean, and and also, we're in LA, so yeah. Embarrassing. I know. Alright, so uh, that's, that's it for the meat. That's the meat. The meat. So, okay. uh, it's time to, to, to break, 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 break it up. Break, break, break it up. Break, 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 break it up. Victoria really misses clubbing. Seriously, call me. Alright, so today Gloria is taking over Animal Corner. Yes. Which animal are we showing and telling? Peacocks. <laughs> uh, is this because you have just moved to LA? Yes, correct. And discovered a very uh, an, an animal neighbor. Very unfortunate animal neighbor. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who's never lived in SoCal before, peacocks roam the street here, and I had sure do. no idea. Yeah, the first time I saw them, I was like, in oh hordes. Yeah, <laughs> and they look mean. <laughs> they are vicious. But anyway, so uh, it's a SoCal thing, apparently, um, or especially around the Arcadia, Pasadena area. You'll just see peacocks roaming the street, randomly staring at you with greedy, beady eyes. I dropped that muffin, and I won't eat it. <laughs> so I figure today we talk about peacocks. Is it? Particularly the LA peacocks, like why we have pe- peacocks. Yes, okay. exactly. Because um, I thought it was fascinating. Because the first time I saw a couple there, I was like, I came back, I was like, oh my god, Victoria saw peacocks. She's like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> I was like, well, wait, why, wait, are, why you, are we not why, surprised by it? <laughs> why are we chill about peacock in the middle of the street? I had no idea it's a thing. And and I'm serious. Like just the other day, I want to get a sub. And there was a peacock crossing the highway. <laughs> <laughs> and those things get big. Yeah. So, yeah. funnily, if you guys don't know, um, this is because there was a... The, the rumor and the story goes, in the 1800s, there's this businessman that owns a big chunk of land in the Baldwin Park area. Which is... Uh, and he has a lot of influence due to present-day Pasadena, Arcadia uh, area in particular. Mm-hmm. They blame him, this guy called Lucky Baldwin, uh, where Baldwin Park is named after. Oh, um, I did not know this. But Gloria is learning more about LA than me. Yes, I'm trying to be a good expert <laughs> Very good, here. very good. Um, but rumors that it's his daughter actually brought over the peacocks as pets in the beginning. Aww. And the peacocks are like, cool! The area is so nice. It looks so good. The fruits are ripe. Awesome. <laughs> and they just multiply. Oh. So nowadays, they just roam the streets of Southern California. Their plumes, their feathers can get up to um, six feet long. Yeah. Um, the really pretty ones you see are usually Nails. male. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I shit you not, I've seen a tree where this really beautiful, like really stately looking mm. male peak. That's Maisie telling us that we need to wrap this podcast I got up. you, Maisie. <laughs> anyway, this really stately uh, peacock with his six-feet plume looks like an old-timer just with bitches all around him. <laughs> There's literally like eight other female peacocks just like, ooh. 
Um, oh so yeah, God. that's it. Oh, in peacocks, they are um, treat them like you treat bears, as in keep food yeah. tightly locked away. Don't go near them. I know you want to take a picture of them because you feel like it's not normal. You're right, it's not normal, but in LA, it's normal, and no one wants to talk. To yeah, them. no one wants to go near them. Yeah, no. Um, so I read up on that because peacocks are native to LA. They are native to India. Um, the more common kinds here, anywhere, are from India. Um, but so the natural predator here are the coyotes. Mm. But I have seen peacocks chase coyotes down the street. <laughs> so these are not super friendly birds, and they are very loud. So um, <laughs> come for the spectacle and uh, leave a friendly bushel of blueberries behind as offering. <laughs> yeah, it's a peacock. That's great. I I really never knew. I you know it's Ellie's kind of weird. Like. Um, on the east side, there's actually horse farms. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Burbank, um, you can actually see, like, there's horse trails, something you really didn't think of coming to, you know, the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, L.A. So, anyways, I never knew that. But now I know. Yeah, but uh, also, friendly noticed that these are protected birds. So don't chase them, don't hurt them, because you can get fined for shooting BB gun. As if they need more protection. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's today's quick animal awesome. corner from a new LA. Today I learned. <laughs> All right, last bit. Q&A. Q&A. What right. burning questions are we tackling today, Gloria? All right, so we got a question on a blog mm-hmm. that says, this article says part one. This is talking about hyperpigmentation part one. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I've been working on part two for like the past half a year. <laughs> Do you have another blog post on hydroquinone? Mm. Which would you prefer say, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Uh, uh. Okay. Okay. So basically, her question is, um, what if your budget doesn't allow for derm and in-office mm. treatments? What would you do? Uh, and she wants to use hydroquinone or no? Uh, yes. Okay. So hydroquinone is you can get OTC level, mm-hmm. uh, from about two to four percent. That you can find your Walgreens, your uh, your CVS because it's an OTC product. It's fairly safe. Um, I will recommend using it. Um, probably about. Upwards to half a year at a time. Don't exceed. So basically, buy a product, finish it, but then give your skin a break after that. Um, also, monitor your progress. And I would say, if you are trying to start hydroquinone, I would not start it now. As we're going into summer, I just feel um, just because pigmentation is so stubborn. Trying to go into that now, uh, you probably are not going to get to see the results that you want. Um, a better time to really tackle it is uh, after summer. So talking about fall going into mm-hmm. winter. Um, I think that's a perfect window. Um, but yeah, I would say luckily there are drugstores um, that do provide hydroquinone. Um, there's also alternatives, right, Gloria? Yeah. So um, if you're looking to, well, first of all, as our episode has said, before you get into the fancy treatment, sunscreen. Yeah. Sunscreen like crazy. Yeah. And if you don't sunscreen, then why tackle pigmentation? Yes. Come on, guys. So definitely just sunscreen first. Um, and then other alternatives. This doesn't replace hydroquinone per se, but definitely make sure you exfoliate. Yeah. Exfoliation is something that people forget when they're tackling hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. You want the treatments, but um, if you're not using enough like glycolic acid, you're Get not. that cell turnover and gear. Yeah, it's just not going to work as yeah. well. So that's another tip. And last but not least, um, 
this is this is where it gets weird. The more reputable skin uh, hyperpigmentation hyperpigmentation treatments like Lytera, expensive. They add up, yeah. And after a while, they add up to your office treatment. <laughs> so <laughs> That's um, a good point. I almost want to say that if it's serious, if it's a uh, if it's a pretty severe case of hyperpigmentation, I would almost recommend sunscreen, exfoliation, and sebum for office treatments. If it's a milder case, um, then I would recommend treatments like acetic acid and um, uh, even niacinamide. Yeah, add niacinamide to your routine. And there's a great book called Skincare Decoded, where we actually build you skincare routines based on pigmentation. We, If you even sign up on our website, we will give you pigmentation routines with actual product examples. So anyways, the, the idea is, you know, in the chapter, um, pigmentation, it requires multiple actives targeting different points of the pigmentation timeline. So mm. you have your cell turnover, you have your tyrosinase inhibition, you have your melanin that you're trying to prevent from actually delivering the pigment. So you want to be able to tackle this at different stages. And there is a, there is a relatively affordable way to tackle it. But once you get past a certain threshold of severity, um, if you're thinking about, um, what am I thinking about, uh, melasma, mm -hmm. that's when you really, really should consider trying to save up to talk to a derm and get that help. Yeah. Um, next question, well, one of our followers recently asked, can I use lactic acid during the day while I'm using mm. tretinoin at night? Yeah. So. It's not, it's not uncommon. I would say you can just, just remember um, sunscreen. If you don't take away that you need a sunscreen <laughs> from this episode, then why are you watching? Texture is a key in a sunscreen. Hour. <laughs> You're an hour in and we still haven't convinced you. We're not doing a good job. Yes. But anyway, so yes, it's totally normal. Um, a, lot of pe a lot of people dealing with acne, they are using their acid washes and treatments both day and night. And also, you know, I think a lot of people think that, oh, you should only use retinol at night um, because um, basically if you use it in daytime, you're by using it daytime, you're causing that sun sensitivity. It's not how retinol works. The reason why we, we put it at night is because you want to save the daytime for for simple vitamin good C, habits, vitamin C, sunscreen, sunscreen. and you want to also limit to um, minimize the irritation potential. So that's why you only use it once a day, things like that. So hopefully that gives you an idea of why, you know, it's it's not common that you'll hear people to say, use AHA in the morning, but in acne, that's totally normal. Yeah, so we typically recommend um, giving tretinoin off night sometimes, and you yeah. can do a high, instead of say lactic acid every day, use a high level exfoliation mask, like the baby steps. <laughs> um, that, that can be a way to work in your routine. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I think AHA and tretinoin is a really good combination. Yeah. I think it comes down to consistency because I think, well, it's fine to use during the day at lower levels and then just wear sunscreen. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like if your skin, I, I would recommend starting with every other day. You yeah. don't want to overload the skin. Um, but I will say like for me, as I'm giving th these tips, me personally, for me, a once a week routine is easy for me to remember. Like uh, your basic 
sunscreen moisturize cleanse i can do daily but if you're talking about okay monday wednesday friday i do this active okay tuesday thursday saturday i do this and sunday you mean i, I gotta have that. a skincare calendar yeah that 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 gets lost so for us like uh, again what trumps all of that is consistency is king like what will help you remember t-shirt is king t-shirt sale consistency is king t-shirt yes <laughs> so uh yeah so if you want to work in lactic acid with your product it depends on what's going to help you remember to stick to a cadence that works for you yeah so totally yeah. agree that is that it all right i have one more question for gloria oh. this is because of this topic but uh-huh. i just want to know what is your daytime routine with sunscreen as a person who has dry skin um someone who is more conscious about pigmentation um what what would you what would you do? So this might be a little surprising, but I like the really light Asian sunscreen texture. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, the, with alcohol, with or without, doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, I I definitely moisturize mm. before sunscreen. I know some people like, especially if you're oily skin, you don't want to layer too many products. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think sunscreen is moisturizing enough. I always still have a moisturizer under sunscreen. Got it. So then sunscreen for me is like. Uh, I prioritize a lighter texture that I will reapply. Alcohol is okay. What's not okay is silica. <laughs> I freaking hate powders in my sunscreen. Anytime I hear matte in sunscreen, mm. I'm like, F you. It's not worth it. It's they, really very drying. Yeah, it's usually silica. There's uh, sometimes silicone powders. There's like all these things like perlite even that just... I'm a boron nitride hate it really yeah my skin just hates powders hey, i learned yeah i thought i knew everything about gloria okay good to know <laughs> it's like you were watching a marriage counseling session oh my god i never knew that about you <laughs> yeah. i thought i knew everything okay um so you like to keep it to cleansing mm-hmm. vitamin c Vitamin C, always vitamin C, moisturize. And then sunscreen. Yes. And I will say vitamin C depends on, because I've been working with retinol lately. Yeah. uh, When I try to experiment with with frequency so two a week is still my gold um my golden spot but if i'm going to try to say gold standard i but did iconic is yes. gold. oh yes. we've ruined it yes um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if i'm let's say uh, this is a week where i'm like you know what i'm feeling adventurous let mm-hmm. me try three or four times mm-hmm. i will actually skip vitamin c mm-hmm. but my main staple is still like aquafix moisturizer yeah. And moisturizer sometimes I experiment with. So I have to say, and I know we're going over this question we went way longer, but I I think the reason why a lot of people struggle with ascorbic acid is because um they don't realize that when they are doing heavy ages yes. or retinol, yes. that plays into a big factor as to why vitamin C they're not happy with their vitamin C anymore because you're at a low pH. It's very strong. Yeah. Um, for me, a lot of times I do have to dial down if I'm on heavy retinol. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I just think that's the, the one thing that I realize a lot of people forget. Yeah, I really want to add on to that. Retinol definitely, if you're new to it, it can change your skin's tolerance. Because mm-hmm. I never consider myself as someone that has sensitive skin. Yeah. But when I started experimenting with retinol, trying a lot of different retinol, yeah. retinol-based products, there are products that I thought was really vanilla before, yeah. and I put on my... Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. devils are purging out my pores yeah exactly so yeah okay great good to know 
right. So I think that's it. That's it. That's a big sunscreen wrap up. We're definitely going to have a lot of sunscreen con uh, content coming out yes. around this time point. Um, but anyways, hopefully that gives you an idea of, you know, the launches to come, um, how to approach sunscreen during the summer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, if you have any questions, as always, you can email us. What are we talking about next time, Victoria? We're talking about sustainability, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we might lie again, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like with sunscreen, there's so much more we could talk about. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think sustainability has been a big topic on everyone's mind for 2021 so mm -hmm. hopefully that will be the case you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> all right cool until next time yeah thanks guys bye, bye.